We watched a film and it was glass. Turned out it was a load of us. Seemed like the real thing. It was as good as the Avengers. Also, it was a movie about some guys. They went crazy in a mental hospital and did some stuff. There were some also things about just being tough. And also there was people there. I just saw. That'll do. But now this mic is hot too. That's twice the hot mics than usual. Put it very down gently. Oh, I just got, I think my mum just texted me. Okay. Sharp, <laughs> let's go. Welcome back to Heard You Saw. We just watched Glass. Ah! <laughs> Glass. Um, so, I'm joined by Shay. Were your bones just broken yeah. as you fell on the ground? <laughs> <laughs> no, the beast was trying to come out. Oh, I couldn't oh, stop him by making duck noises. <laughs> so I'm joined by Shay. Hello. And Sean. Hello. And I think, is this our official first podcast of the new year? Of recording, but you yeah, have released I've podcasts since. At least it's one since. Yeah, there'll be another going up soon. Widows will be going ah. up. That'll, this this grounds it temporarily. Fans of the show, <laughs> no, nothing makes sense. No. The timeline is in ruins. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we begin as ever with our round, a spicy round of one line hot takes. Um. Tell you what, I'm gonna go first. Ooh. Yeah. Um. Twist! <laughs> Exciting twists! Um, my one-line hot take is that is one of the worst psychiatrists I have ever seen <laughs> in film. Jesus! Oh. That's my one-line hot take. Uh, my one-line hot take is this film is trash, but M. Night Shyamalan is somehow... A good filmmaker in that he can keep momentum going and never have anything be boring. <laughs> but yeah, it is no, also trash. It is also trash. trash. Yeah, that, that's, trash. A, that's a good take. Way to be nuanced, Shay. Thank you. I'm proud of you. Sean. Uh, M. Night was not nuanced. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I'd say this is the most nonsensical... Comic like superhero film I've ever seen, and I've seen Suicide Squad. Ooh. Oh, that was gonna be my other one line hot take of this. This is the true Suicide Su Squad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh. So, um, I'm gonna say a couple of ground rules first. Um, hey, listener, um, I honestly think that if you want to form an opinion about this film, you really have to go see this one. I think you do. Don't go see it, it's bad. But, like, it's, it's trash. It's fucking garbage. But, like, no matter what we say, it's not going to fully communicate the weird experience it is to watch this movie. Because it was very unique, for lack of a better term. Uh, so, ideally, we're going to do a non-spoilery first bit, and then we'll do the spoiler klaxon, and then we'll actually go into bullshit. Can we... Because I, I want to talk about Split. Wait, wait, before we get to that, can yeah. I say one other ground rule? Which I don't think either of you guys would do this, but I want to put this out to the ether. We're not going to make any dumb jokes about M. Night Shyamalan's last name. Because no. that shit's actually no. kind of racist. Yes. So we're not going to do yes, that. No. Yeah, cool. Agreed. Yes, so... We... I just can't pronounce his last name. That's, That's fair. We, won't, we As long as there's no malice there. No. So, 
you want to talk about Split first. So before we get into the movie, should we do some context? Because you guys had some stuff about Split and Unbreakable. Mm. Sean wants to talk about Unbreakable. Yeah. yeah, so there will be spoilers for Unbreakable and Split beforehand. Yes, yeah. but to be fair, if you're watching Glass, that's kind of part of it. Mm. And if you hear me chewing in the background, it's because I'm eating spaghetti. Yeah, th th this isn't because we want to. We're just trying to give filler for Nick to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Because the beast is hungry. The beast must feed. Yeah, so with Unbreakable, like, I've been saying this a lot at work about my sort of weird love-hate relationship with M. Night's films. Mm. Like, I really like Sixth Sense, especially if you don't know the twist. Yeah, that Sign was a legit good yeah. twist, yeah. Signs, I enjoy Signs, even if the twist is riddled with plot holes. Yeah, I, yeah. I think also Signs, more than mm. some of his other films, I think it's actually trying to say a thing. Yes. Like, there's a good character arc in there for Mel Gibson. And mm. I haven't seen Signs, but it did birth the greatest Duplass Brothers film, which is Jeff Who Lives at Home, which mm. you should all check I've out. I've not seen that. Yeah, it's, oh. it's a good Duplass Brothers film. Anyway, sorry. Okay, I'll add that to my list. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually really like The Village. As well. I quite like The Village. Yeah, that's the thing, because I know so many people who don't like The Village because of the twist. I think I really enjoy the twist. I, you know. Yeah, I don't think it's tremendously difficult to see it coming. No, no, it, no. It, it's a simple um, concept and it executes well. Yeah. And you're like, it's a simple yeah. twist, but it works. Yeah, and you're like, this was enjoyable. I've, yeah. I've had fun here. So you were saying, so, so what, what is the hate thing? aspect of... So this is the thing, of like, when I was at college, I watched... And we were doing about, I think it was about directors, and we decided to settle on M. Night Shyamalan. Mm -hmm. And we were shown The Village and Unbreakable. Now, my opinion for both films is, was completely different to every single person who was in my course. Mm -hmm. Like, I really liked The Village, most people didn't. Most people liked Unbreakable, I fucking hate Unbreakable. <laughs> Here we go. This, this is going to be the second podcast where we dunk on Unbreakable. Oh my god. I, Which one was the other one? We, 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 did we watch it like... Um, in the, I don't think we recorded our dunking. No, I think we, talk, we explained the ending to EJ and they were like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Oh, when we was watched... Was it The Mummy? I think it was The Mummy, yeah. Yeah, yeah Brendan Fraser somehow... Mummy. Yeah, because okay. we somehow got onto glass. Um, yeah, Unbreakable. Like, many people were um, watching the, they watched the film and that, um, and they really enjoyed it. And they go, oh my god, I can't believe the twist. Who knew Samuel Jackson would be the villain? And I'm just sitting there, Stephen, going, of course he's the villain! <laughs> <laughs> it's Samuel fucking Jackson! And, they have, and it's like just the weirdest ending. Uh, oh. I'd like to just make a correction. It's Samuel L. Yeah. Jackson. Yeah. Big, big Samuel. If you're gonna say Samuel fucking Jackson, you gotta, you gotta that's get too, that. That's too many words. Um, <laughs> it's just something. It just annoyed the hell out of me so much because I could see this the twist in that film from a mile off and that, and everyone is just like, "Oh my god, it's so clever! I never saw it coming." It's just like I figured it all out an hour into the film. So I, with with that being your, oh. your take on Unbreakable. <laughs> Mm. How did that inform your expectations for Glass? Very, 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 very low. Right. <laughs> Shay, you had things to say about Split. Yes. So I watched Split on my exercise bike, <laughs> knowing that I probably wouldn't enjoy it that much. But anyway, it, it's actually kind of weirdly enjoyable for a brief, like, 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um... And Casey is the main protagonist in it, and James McAvoy is the split personality that you see, and is the character going on to glass. 
Kevin. Kevin. Yes. Kevin. Kevin is and the others. main person, but. Anyway, so the ending of Split. Casey is has a traumatic past. Spoilers. Um, her uncle abused her sexually. It's very dark and horrible. Right. So eventually, Kevin, as the beast, the beast that is gonna feed on these these pure girls because they haven't had any trauma or oh, been broken he's oh. gonna feed on these girls um, and at the end the beast sees Casey has like scratch marks and everything and goes oh you've been broken you have trauma therefore I'm not going to hurt you so she didn't escape through any skill or any like of her intuition or like from her trauma or anything yeah. she didn't have agency from her trauma that made her escape she just had trauma, and therefore, the beast was like, ah, we're the same, There's by the way. Because I've got trauma too. We're the same. I'm a monster. You're... You're a monster too, used up girl. So, yes. And then the ending of Split is, it's ambiguous about whether she, like, does, goes back to her uncle, which is her guardian, and luckily Glass. That up. Anyway, yeah. the terrible thing about Split is like, okay, so that's a movie, and then at the end, suddenly it cuts to a diner where there's oh a... the diner. Mm. Was it the diner in the in in Glass? I don't remember. There was a diner in Glass. Well, I mean, I can't talk about it because it's happens at the end of the film. The bit where the people did the talking. Fuck it. No, 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 different diner. Okay, cool. Different diner. I hope that was vague enough, no, audience. That would be a much better connection. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good way to link the film's Unbreakable and Split. Right. So there's news about a, a horde of, like, a multiple personality guy who kidnapped a bunch of girls and he's on the run. It pans around the diner as this newscast is playing and comes onto this woman who is the worst actor in the world. I'm sorry, woman. He goes, hey, this is just like that thing, that guy, 15 years ago, that was in a wheelchair that got locked, locked up. Oh, you were joking. What was his name? No. And then just behind the woman, no. Bruce Willis appears and goes, Mr. Glass. No, oh, you were lying to No, me. that's the ending. Oh, and what's God. worse, it's like, it's nothing like Mr. Glass. This is a guy <laughs> with multiple personality disorders, with strength, and Mr. Glass was in... Was a guy in a wheelchair with broken bones who crashed who, a train. Who, yeah, and stuff. acts of terrorism. It was nothing like that, lady. <laughs> oh. Why? That's that is the tenuous link that is brought up. And <laughs> anyway, glass. Should we get into? So this? wait, wait, wait. So, and how did that inform your expectations of glass? I was like, <laughs> this film has a lot of work to do to bring this stuff together. And did it do enough? It did kind of bring it together, but in a <laughs> stupid, stupid way. Yeah. So, the premise, in case you haven't gleaned from what we've thrown out there, audience, is... Um, <sighs> Jesus Christ. Bruce Willis is a strong guy from the movie where he was strong, durable guy who's afraid of water and can read people's thoughts by bumping into them. You might say he was unbreakable. Yes. Oh. <laughs> he's he's being a vigilante superhero in a rain poncho with his son, uh, who's uh, who's like his comms man, and um, he's trying to find James McAvoy, McAvoy, McElroy, um, a Blades of Glory reference. Why not? Um, 
He's trying to find James McAvoy, who is the Horde, who are like kidnapping exclusively teenagers, um, cheerleaders no less. Because chaining them up. Sure. Yep, chaining them up, being weird, and just saying, well, like, the beast's gonna come and get you, and I love it. Dance. Um, and he, he, you know, Bruce, Bruce Willis is trying to stop him. And he has a vision when he bumps into him. He finds out where the girls are. They have a bit of a punch fight. They fall out of a window. And then they get abducted by the police. The security services of the psychiatric hospital. <laughs> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? It's unclear. But they get taken away to a mental institution by... Is that um, Emily Blunt? No, no. it's uh, Sarah Paulson. Okay, I, I was like... Oh. Rhymes with Adrian Coulson. Oh! Coincidence? It is coincidence. It's all linked! <laughs> it's a better link than between Split and Unbreakable. Yes, um, and, um, I will say the film would be better if Coulson did turn up at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Just be like, what's going on here? Um, and she's like, I'm a psychiatrist. Fucking the most big air quotes in the fucking world. I have three days, for some reason, to cure you of something. It's unclear. Also, here's Samuel L. Jackson. Illusions of grandeur. Yeah. Believing you are superhero. <laughs> Find that the DSM-5. Um, anyway. <sighs> Let's get broad brush thoughts out of the way so we can get into the spoiler klaxon territory. Sean. Hmm. Without going into spoilers, what did you make of Glass? Did it... Really shatter your expectations, oh or did it God. glass you in the oh, chest? Oh God! It's quite a sharp movie. Oh, My man. bones feel brittle from enjoyment. What you're doing is very transparent here, uh, <laughs> because it's glass and glass is transparent. Uh, why do you guys do this? You know I can never follow up on these. Hey man, come on! You know, if one's not here, so we have to, you know. Yeah. Really Try and fill in. Yeah. Break out the puns. Oh, <laughs> uh. right, Sean, please. Here's the thing. I will say, I do find it kind of similar to Unbreakable, because I've found most of the film very boring. Because <laughs> like, it's the thing. It Man. gets to that, like, after they've had their f first fight, the whole film kind of grinds to a halt for about the next, like, hour and a quarter. Mm. Like, it is so slow and, like, like, supposed to be methodic but it's just drag. I wouldn't describe it as nippy it's definitely no. got some plod to it mm. I I will say that I didn't actually mind I mean this is, this is the problem concept wise I was like no this is actually kind of interesting of like having if these were different interesting characters mm. and they had an actual decent psychiatrist character mm. to try and actually get to the core mm. of them that would be I'd be happy with just those guys yeah. sitting in a room having a conversation because I'd be like yeah, yeah sure yeah. Yeah, the concept of that. My is dinner with Andre, Patricia, Hedwig. <laughs> yeah, <Peter>. exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, but instead we get a be like, but the shotgun was old. Yeah. And the bars were <laughs> old. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, the problem is that. And things were wet! This, this, oh. this problem also happens in Split. There's a psychiatrist character. <laughs> Analyzing the Kevin's and like you need to diversify your fucking and uh, and the question is is it real is this beast they're talking about real or is it or mm. is it it all in their head and that's the kind of same premise of glass and at no point are you like oh no it's it is in their head that it's all in their head yeah it's like mm. no 
It's real. I, yeah, I we, know it's real. We saw him yeah. fight fucking Bruce Willis at the beginning and also climb on the ceiling yeah. and throw each other out of windows and stuff. But hey, he watched videos about climbers, so... Uh, so he can <laughs> climb now. But it's, it's like, this is the thing. The other thing I didn't get is that she's all like, I need to deprogram you, um, James McAvoy, from thinking that you're meta-human <laughs> to accepting that you're just a person with multiple personalities even though you know you're a person with multiple personalities, it, it, it just didn't hold together as an argument. I'm like, what about you, Bruce Willis? He's like, I survived a mega train crash and can, like, punch shit real hard. Like, you're only about as strong as, like, I don't know, a really strong dude. And he was like, my God, she's right. I am just as strong as a really strong dude. And I'm like, oh. Um, I think that scene, I was... I was I was trying to think of like something clever about that scene because it, it's that thing of, like she's basically finding plot holes in their characters, which is basically <laughs> what audience members do with these films in general, trying to find the plot holes. I can tell you a great a great moment in that scene that I actually really like, which was some fucking bomb ass filmmaking. Mm. Um, was she talked to uh, James McAvoy? She talked to Bruce Willis, and when she turned to Elijah, went to his POV, and it was a Dutch mm. angle, and I was like, mm. "That's a great use yeah, of a Dutch angle." Yeah, the POVs of her yeah. are really good. Yeah. Like, that shot, that scene is shot well. Yeah, there's it's a lot just... of good camera mm. work in this. He is a good person. He shoots interesting shots. Mm. Yes. Um, Can't write dialogue <laughs> or <laughs> plots. He has concepts. He's a good concept man. Mm. Oh yeah, you know, Devil was a great. <laughs> You ever seen Devil? No, I've never seen Devil. Devil was written by M. Night Shyamalan, Tangent here, where a bunch of people get stuck in an elevator, but one of them is the devil. <laughs> oh, I'd watch the shit out of that. It's great. There's a great moment where the security guard, who's like watching from the outside, and there's like some investigator of some sort helping out. And the security guard's like, ah, oh, it's the devil's work. And the guy's like, what are you talking about? It's not the devil. And he's like, hey, well, check this out. And he like throws his piece of toast off to the side and it lands butter side down and he goes, the devil. <laughs> See? <laughs> Don't put, wait, are you just making up Shyamalan movies to try and like fuck with me right now? This is real. Is it meant as comedy or is it meant as drama? It, I don't know. It, he oh, didn't genuine direct, satanic intent. He didn't direct The Devil. He just wrote it, I believe. Or and he still thought, and then, and then he wrote, and then beat the toast lad's butter side down. Security guard looks confident in his case having been proved. What the f- Okay. Um, All right. But yeah, I don't know if he's, I don't know what it is about. He, he has interesting camera shots, but I haven't seen like his worst of his worst, which is supposedly... Like Last Airbender and After oh. Earth, which I've oh. never, I've never oh. seen either of those films. Oh, I, just, I literally, but I, sh I hear they're not shot particularly well, so I don't know what it is. I literally just forgot that After Earth existed <laughs> until now. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, the one with James That's Smith. I thought I've been going around with people at work and like was people going, oh, what has he done in that? And I say After Earth and they go, hang on, that was him as well. Yeah, that, <laughs> it's just, it does seem to be a film that's just slipped everyone's mind because also she's because of all that. Shit. Oh. <laughs> but the thing, the, the thing is, is she's still that. <laughs> so I continue. Is that, is that real? So, yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Anyway, the the thing about After Earth, right? Just I'm just gonna ride okay, this yeah. tangent for yeah. a little bit. The thing that I, I I don't think I've ever said on the podcast. The problem with After Earth is that 
it the premise of it is is that to become the best sword man you have to have no emotions to hunt the emotion aliens <laughs> like that's that's the thing that's the premise and so at the start jaden smith has lots of emotions and will smith has no emotions and jaden smith learns to also have no emotions you know what's not really very interesting characters with no fucking emotions so it's two characters becoming less interesting as the movie progresses. Uh. And it's just like, Jaden Smith wins by lying very still. That's how he beats the alien. He lies uh. still and doesn't feel anything. It's like, what the fuck is... Ah, oh. oh, After Earth was terrible. It's not as bad as The Last Airbender, a movie mm. that I've yet to make it more than 15 minutes into before just going, <laughs> No! Um, I refuse. I I want to talk. I want to break down the ending of Unbreakable. Okay. Because <laughs> it it's one of my problems with Glass. This one's for you, EJ. As a film. <laughs> so the ending of Unbreakable. If we didn't already discuss it in the Mummy podcast, yes, we're connected universe too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sean's gonna show up on another podcast later and say, "Why, hello! It's just like that time Nick climbed a tree." <laughs> hey, have you? I heard you <laughs> saw this movie. <laughs> Oh, um, yeah, sorry, so the ending of Unbreakable. The ending of Unbreakable, he comes into Samuel Jackson's office. Yes. And Samuel Jackson goes, hey, touch my hand. We get to shake hands. Sees that Samuel Jackson is a terrorist, okay? Yeah, it's just all out on the desk. Oh, and then he, yeah, he finally looks around and sees, oh, yeah, there's all these plans and this bomb being made here. Well, how did I not see this anymore? Yeah. Which makes no sense to Sarah Paulson's mentalist argument later on. You pick things up through... Tiny micro things. Yeah, you, you, you notice things quickly. And You're you, so you, observant. <laughs> he's not observant. Anyway. I touched his hand, I had a vision, and also I saw a bomb. What's really interesting about that twist and is not about Samuel Jackson being the villain, but instead everything that has been built up by Samuel Jackson of Samuel Jackson kind of going, you, you're the superhero and I'm the villain and we found our place in the world, is that as Bruce Willis finds out what happened to make him believe this, it, the camera kind of tracks out shapely and handheld and kind of reveals him as like this kind of weak, pathetic person in this like these, this terrible coat and trousers and kind of like with hunched shoulders and not this strong superhero person being talked about all along. There's no then like showdown between the two. No, he just walks David the just kind of walks out and he just title card going, uh, he was then locked up. <laughs> like, it's very anticlimactic. Like, and that, that's what I think is truly... The ending's trash, but I think that's the interesting twist. Is like, actually, no, David Dunn is kind of just... A pathetic person. Pathetic and ordinary. And like, yeah, sure, he does have this superhero stuff, but he's not a true superhero in the sense of, like, comic books. Yeah. Oh, and in glass, he's then like, "Yeah, but I'm still fighting along and doing my." Yeah, I'm gonna be go be a vigilante with my son. That's what mm. I want to do. I did like that he used the same actor for the son. Yes. Yeah, that, that was, was awesome. good. Because sometimes was... you see recasting, and that always upsets me. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that person deserves a job. That yeah, kid that yeah. you yeah. used to make your film. Used. I mean, do I assume you paid the kid? <laughs> <laughs> I assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, no, no, sure you're... About glass. no, I was just about to say, I wonder, like, what work that um, the guy who plays his son has done in, like, in between. 
<laughs> Gotta wait for that sweet sequel. Uh, oh boy. It's just, I think he's just been waiting around the house for him. He'll call one day, he'll call. M. Night's been working on something big, and I'm gonna be a part of it. Um. So I. You're, you're special. <laughs> There's a lot of, like, just going. Comics are dumb. Why do you like the dumb thing? It's dumb. Life isn't like the dumb thing. And then life is exactly like the dumb thing. I, I, here's a question. Do you think M. Night Shyamalan likes or dislikes comics based on the movie Glass? I think he does like comics. Mm. I th like, Unbreakable is him going, oh, isn't comics great? And so is Glass. I'm like, <laughs> Mr. Glass... Knows like. <laughs> I just want to just, for, just for the listeners at home, when Shay said the word Mr. Glass, their face did this kind of. It, it's because I said in the film Glass, Mr. Glass. It was too much glass. Just. <laughs> <laughs> but Mr. Glass's whole dialogue is always pointing out the structure of comic books and stuff like that, and I think that's what. I do think M. Night Shyamalan mm. kind of likes comic books. Yeah. Um, but I, that's the thing, because I feel like he knows the tropes of what is what you would get from a comic book. You know, it's the thing he does sort of, especially in this film, breaks down all of these sort of little beats that you would have in a comic book. Kind of, for me, it doesn't quite hang together enough. This is my mm. thing. It's because like, I feel that... I mean, part of this I can't talk about because it's part of the ending. Um, it, it, it's one thing to sort of lay out emphatically, uh, have your voice of reason character, even if your voice of reason is a fucking idiot, um, be like, no. And then you have Mr. Glass, the supposed smartest man ever, being like, yes. And then you have an emphatic, no, 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 no. And then you have a, oh, actually, yes. And I'm like, I don't think you, you, you kind of seem to be one to having your cake and eat it here. I feel like this movie on the one hand, tries to sort of have the magic of superheroes run up against the cold, hard boots of reality. But at the same time, it also wants to be a, a kind of over-the-top, silly comic book movie. Mm. And I, I don't think it strikes a very good balance between those. Mm. And it just comes across as a bit confused. Let me, let me recommend a film which I already did on Aquaman. Special. Special is that film that it's you that just movie? described. Okay. Yes. Oh, that's the... Um, uh, well, Michael... Oh. The only good thing Michael Rappaport's done. Is it, and his Spike Lee. Isn't Linda Cardinelli in it? No. No? Is it Linda Cardinelli? So. Or, or is it Aubrey else, Plaza? I think, no, no, no. Who's the, who's the girl in Special? No, you're thinking of Super. Oh! Which but one's Special? Special is Michael Rappaport. Super is Ran and Wilson and Ellen uh, Page. Page. Oh, it is Ellen Page, yes. <clears throat> Special is a very different film. Yes. It came out at the same time. <coughs> right. And it's better, but because it's less, like, cartoonish, it mm. didn't get much pick-up. I will shit. look into Special. It, yes. Yes. Sorry, continue. Okay, so here's what I'm thinking. Does anyone have any non-spoilery points that they want to make? Um, I actually didn't think James McAvoy was that good at all his characters like, no in split like he had he was much more limited in the characters that he had right and it was therefore just kind of like he had Hedwig Patricia and Dennis and also Kevin. Dennis pretending to be Barry and Kevin and the Beast okay and you see glimpses of the other ones in like video like. right but and they're much more refined of like 
here there's a few more introduced. Yeah. Some just kind of as jokes, and some like a little bit more. Uh, it just it didn't pass. Yeah, I, th- I don't think he was that good as. I think he was trying. Yes. Mm. I feel like he tried the hardest. Mm. I mean, he had the most to try with. Bruce Willis doesn't really have a character. No. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> what can you tell me about George Dunn? David Dunn. David Dunn. <laughs> <laughs> Alliteration, because comic books. Oh. Mm. They're, all the aliases have, they mm. have alliteration in the name. Bruce Wayne. Uh, damn, you Dick Grayson. Uh, <laughs> Jason I think Todd. It's a, isn't it Marvel that? Yeah, it's like Marvel. Peter Parker. Steve yeah. Rogers. Oh, Tony okay. Stark. Right. You got me. You got me. Bing Bang Boom. Donald Blake. <laughs> yeah, Bing Bang Boom's fucking great. Yeah. Um, He'll put you in his pants. Aye, aye. I got a cool down. Read, read Next Wave. It's fucking mm. great. No, not Next Wave. Yes, Next Wave. Wait. Yeah, Next Wave. <laughs> So that's next wave. I think it's next wave. Wait, I can't remember because it's agents. It's a, it's agents of hate. Is the scrap is the strap line, and it's like it, it's uh, it's fucking brilliant. Mark Millar sucks goats. Anyway, um, um, oh uh, yes, Emily Shamalan appearing in the film as his character from Split, and then having oh, a line. So then I guess, not that I remember his unbreakable cameo, but I assume he had that line to connect him, yeah. connect that character to the unbreakable. Hey. You don't need to be in the film. You don't need to explain your two separate yeah. characters. I did think it seemed a bit weird that films. he was just there. And I was like, what is he? What's the, why is he, what? That's the director. I know that's the director. I don't remember the memorable character of young man at Philadelphia game. Um, and like, oh good, that character from Unbreakable has returned in glass. It's just M. Night Shyamalan here in the movie. What? For, for a weirdly long time. Yeah. And like getting it like you know, it's framed that he's more in the shot than either yeah. of the other two characters. I'm like uh, what what are you doing? I'm ready for but... my close up. <laughs> uh, but that that part of it was just it was that thing of like, I'm gonna go for my walk. I don't think you should go for your walk. It's well just... I think I'm gonna go for a walk, but what if you're too tired to go for a walk tomorrow? <laughs> just don't go for a walk, kid. Jesus. It's just, uh, this is, that scene is just pure M. Night, really. See, see if it's I was just... M. Night Shyamalan, I would have had his line not be, just don't take a walk, kid. Jesus, I would have been like, is this about drugs? <laughs> I'm leaving. Yeah, a more clever line would have worked better. Yeah. Um, okay, I... I also didn't like that the two, Casey and David Dunn's son, went to the same school. But that was a bit... Mm. Silly. No, there's so many connections though. Yeah. We'll get into that. They, in didn't, a minute. they didn't even meet at the school, anyway. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I think what I would have liked is if it was much more like an Arkham Asylum Asylum, mm. or like, being that oh. like it suddenly like it descended more into like Cabin in the Woods, where you suddenly mm. just saw a bunch of other yeah. Yeah. heroes and villains. That would have been interesting. Just like you could like shown other you know people who you know have. Supernatural powers. powers. Yeah, because it was weird that this asylum suddenly had the resources to have the different ways of containing these three individuals so quickly. But also, they had an entire wing to themselves, but only enough money for like two orderlies and two really inattentive guards. (laughs) Really, like, seriously inattentive guards. And nobody watching the security cameras. (laughs) The hundreds of security... Okay. Alright, alright, alright. I feel like we've said... Okay, uh, Sean, would you tell people to see this movie? Yes, no. There's no right or wrong answer, but would you? Yeah. Uh, 
No. Okay. <laughs> Shay, would you tell people to see this movie? No. Okay, cool. I'd say, get drunk. I didn't this time. Um, but it, 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 it's... I would also say, if you're going to watch it, watch it at home with friends. Yes. Mm. So you can all have a good time. Steal this movie. Sitting in a cinema and having to be silent. Yeah. Yeah, you want to be able to sort of go, what? <laughs> there were many instances of me just going... Uh, like making oh, yeah. it like you know watching this, watching this film like you know like how I watch films I'm just stood silent watch film very good cinema you know yeah sure. but whereas the two of you are a lot more animated yeah I mean it's hard Nick more because it's just I think Nick was just sort of moving more and more towards <laughs> me at times it just fits me <laughs> yeah I I laughed yeah. and the person in front of me like turned around yeah, yeah, I, was I, was I was just like what the hell but there's a great bit when Someone gave the history of comics, and Nick was like, no. Wrong! Oh, wrong! Yeah. They were like, well, first there were things in the 20s, and then Superman in Action it Comics was, number one. No! It was there, just you. There was like, a lot uh, more! There was a whole lot. Oh my god. Superman is not the oldest thing in. Never mind. Okay, yeah. so, uh, listener, if, that, if you want to go watch it, with, or you care about spoilers still, the spoiler klaxon's going. I guess if you saw Unbreakable and you saw Split and you liked it, then you'd probably like Glass, if you liked those two films. <laughs> movies that right. we have trashed both M- Yeah, we, we didn't like those movies, and therefore <laughs> we still went and watched Glass. Yeah, you. but here's, here's the thing, I'll tell you what, I'm going to start a spoiler klaxon, I'm going to break the spoiler glass. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. Breaking glass noises. <laughs> You're now in the spoiler zone because you've broken through the glass protective... Casing? Yeah. In case of emergency. So, like, what the fuck is the whole thing with the people in the diner being like, we need oh. to keep the world safe from people with superpowers. They might tip over one car. And, like, we've been doing this for 10,000 years. Let's drown Bruce Willis in a puddle. What the fuck was that? Oh, Sarah Paulson turns out to be, like, an agent for this uh, four-clover... Three clover. Uh, three clover. Three clover. Yeah. yeah, they had a tattoo. And to say, oh, we're the ones who are keeping all these superheroes contained. We haven't managed to stop the comic book industry, though. Uh, somehow. <laughs> we didn't stop that action number one comic being printed. That probably should have been what we did. Yeah, we maybe just like, oh, we should probably like, oh. oh. They kill off all three characters yeah no um, more james mcadoodle and no bruce willis no and more glass. bruce forsyth you know <laughs> elijah hey. wood is no oh, longer I in a wheelchair again the film would be so much better with bruce forsyth <laughs> <laughs> my special power is dance <laughs> you know what you're my favorite james mcavoy <laughs> nice to see you to see but you're nice <laughs> and you have to say good nice game, that's his game. power <laughs> he can just get you to say things that he wants you to say uh. <laughs> So, um, um, a thing I'll say that I liked. Okay. So, one of the things that I liked in this movie was parts of James McAvoy's character's arcs. Um, because I quite liked that Patricia, who is talked about as the high priest of the beast, has a crisis of faith and has some nice little moments like when they're escaping through the basement and she's all like, I believe, I believe. I, mean, I like her reassuring herself that even she's not sure whether, despite being physically in the body of the thing that has the powers, she's still not sure, 
and like her dying words, I always believed you won't never you you won't tell anyone that I never believed. And I thought that was a really good little arc. That was nice, and it was an interesting thing that could have been what the movie was about. Maybe like actually exploring the characters properly. I hate David Dunn. He's so fucking boring. Oh, I don't like it. Oh, well, no, that's I'm... just Bruce Willis nowadays. Yeah, he's just boring and shit, and has no screen presence. Oh my god. And oh, the stupid laser. What fucking laser technician to do a brain lobotomy laser treatment, which is not a thing. You know, and they just didn't think, well, I better just check whether the laser focusing laser lenses are in the laser while we point the laser at this guy's head for like, I presume, 20 minutes. And there's, oh, it doesn't seem to be burning through his flesh to any degree. Maybe we should check the laser. Oh, his plan's falling apart. Uh, the thing is, there's a thing in, in, in stories of, like, the concept of the idiot ball. Where you make other characters look smarter by passing the idiot ball to other characters. Mm. Everyone who worked in this fucking psychiatry hospital was holding the idiot ball in mm. perpetuity. Uh, as soon as Daryl comes in, it's just like, yep, you're gonna die. He's just so <sighs> inevitable. And he is possibly the, he's one of the stupidest characters He did in so well. many stupid things. Yeah. yeah. think... Get another guy in. Yeah. Transfer him. Yeah. Or just, you know, here's a, here's, a, here's a novel suggestion. If you're being paid by presumably a secret shadow cabal, who I guess... Well, since... he doesn't know he's being paid. No, I know, but like, if you're... If you're, uh, Doctor... What... Did she even have a name? Uh, I, she did. I don't know what it was. Doctor... Doctor Frostbanger. <laughs> if you're Doctor Frost... Frostbanger. I don't know, I'm trying to riff... <laughs> On nothing. Please explain the name. Is it? <laughs> I was gonna go Frankenfurter, and then I thought, no, that's too. You know, we're losing time. Okay. Doctor Frostbanger. She's all like, she works for a secret shadowy cabal that have been defending humanity for ten thousand years, and apparently own a diner where they all exclusively go to dine. It's like members only, but it also looks like a regular restaurant. But uh, yeah, never mind. But yeah, it's a regular restaurant, and they have to wait every time yeah, <laughs> someone regular yeah. wa- to walk out, or just go to the bathroom. And then they go, and okay, a really no, quick can... meeting. <laughs> but the thing is, like, presumably they have resources of some kind. So why would you not hire like two orderlies to be on at the same time in a version of the buddy system? So if one guy gets killed. It's not like, oh, no one knows that he's dead. Anyone would think that this is like, you know, the kind of checks and balances they have in real psychiatric hospitals in the real world, which they do. Ah! Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm just, it's just so frustrating. But I don't want to be like a, a plot hole picking like cinema sins. Oh, no one really do that. But it literally broke some of the immersion. I'm just like, well, this all seems entirely preposterous. Like, if you want, you know, Elijah Glass to be a smart boy, make him smart. Yeah, but it didn't show how he got out of the room to begin with. And I was like, oh, show me how he gets out because he's smart. But Emily isn't smart enough to think of a way for him to get out of the room. Yeah. So, I guess he did with magic. Yeah, (laughs) he copied a circuit blueprint and reprogrammed all the things. Yeah. Yeah. I I think what I don't like about so so it's there's so many things there are many things okay before I talk about what I want to talk about can we talk about um the the twist of um Kevin's dad (laughs) oh oh. 
Okay, uh, so Joseph Dunn, who's David Dunn's son, finds out what actually happened to Kevin's dad and created the trauma to create the beast. And Kevin's dad didn't get on any train to go away. away. He got on the David Dunn train. The, the train. The death train. <laughs> the death train. Death train. Um, <laughs> that available in all toy That stores. Mr. Glass blew up and therefore Mr. Glass created the beast to. <laughs> the fatigue yeah. in your voice is uh, <laughs> quite telling. And I think we all went some variety of. When it's, this happened, yeah, and it's. I've got a video row. It's like, <laughs> hey, let's flashback to Kevin, Kevin Crumb's dad, on the train. Look, here he is. That's Kevin Crumb. Just in case you didn't know, there's a suitcase with Crumb on it. Crumb. Yeah. Just, just in case you didn't get it. Yeah. And then there's David Down on the train. <sighs> okay. What was the purpose of that? Um, it was so that someone killed Mr. Glass. I feel and and to be like look he creates superheroes that's his thing and it's like yeah but he did that one accidentally yeah he didn't even realize no he said i created it just took a long time 19 years (laughs) um so what i didn't like is that so there's three other characters who are david dunn's son yep casey who was the only surviving victim of Kevin yep. and um, Mr. Glasses, Elijah. Mama Glass. Mama Glass. <laughs> and what I thought was, and there's a big mm. point where it's like, uh, when one person appears, the opposite <laughs> appears. And I was like, oh, well, Casey's going to have a superpower, right? Because she's, they're, they're constantly talking about <laughs> them Shay. being the same. Shay, and you're giving that movie way like too much She credit. would come in and have like a superpower and finally have agency because I want her to have agency. No, she just has to grab Kevin and hold him. Her agency bit. is physical, Hug. bodily yeah. contact. Oh, the line where she says, oh, the sick... I was an, a, an actual psychiatrist, <laughs> allegedly, being like, you have to work with me because... You can offer him the physical expression of love. I'm like, bitch, where did you get your degree? This is literally that thing of, like, you can fix him with the power of love. Like, what are you... Like, I mean, it, it, the thing is that Casey gives her a weird look and walks away. And I'm just like, okay, you, I, I, I really, I honestly should have twig- twigged that she's actually not a psychiatrist, but working for a secret cabal, because she's obviously fucking stupid and mental. This is not how anything works. You don't... <laughs> You don't just in ah oh, oh my head. Here's my question to you all. Oh god. I have no. a question. Pop quiz. So Samuel Jackson, because because that was my theory of what was going to happen. Samuel Jackson is lying on the ground, and his mum comes up and goes, "Ah, oh, I thought this was a limited edition comic book," and Mr. Glass is like, "No, it wasn't a limited edition." It was an origin story. I thought David Dunn's son was going to punch yeah, someone's head David off. Dunn, yeah. Like, I thought they were going to have superpowers. Anyway, do you think there are going to be more movies? <laughs> oh, I fucking hope not. In the Glass Cinematic Universe. <laughs> oh. Give it ten years. Yeah. Another one will come out. Turns out Elijah Glass wasn't even dead. He fake broke all the bones. I didn't... <laughs> okay, yeah, well, sorry. Look. It's the thing with the ending, like, it, it seems to like the film's trying to give the impression that because all these clips have been released, 
that, oh, superheroes will start to rise up in that because of it. And it's just like, no, it's like they're not going to believe these people are actually superheroes. It's just like that's a good YouTube the, hoax. The, yeah, yeah, the cabal creates loads of trolls to say fake. Yeah, yeah. like it, it's it's not. Um, wasn't it such a nothing ending shot? Oh yeah, that was trying to be it's... something, but was actually nothing because they sit in a station, hold hands and go. Like, this feels like of... the start of something. I guess what it was one of the most least populated train stations I've ever seen. Weirdly empty train station. Yeah. yeah. I guess what it was trying to be like, because Unbreakable came at a time when there wasn't a gluttony of superhero films being like mm. the main movie media conglomerate that it is. Um, and now it's like, look, but now superheroes have expanded so much on every, everyone knows about it. It is the most important thing in all media that everyone's, I think that's what So it's you're basically like. saying it's a, it's a metaphor for the rise of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, which doesn't need a metaphor. Yeah, <laughs> right there. <laughs> we all see it every day. <laughs> it is escapable. Oh. <laughs> Just, I mean, okay, try and, try and say something nice, Nick. Try and say something nice. Um. Fuck. Um. The, I've talked about the camera's work. That was good. That was good. The camera work. Um, good. Uh, Sam Jackson got to sit down a lot. That looked alright. He didn't have to do much. He spent a good half of the movie sitting there just looking vacant. And then finished his film lying down. Yeah. <laughs> just restful. Here was the one thing I want to see. The one? The one thing I want to see from the, the glass cinematic universe. It won't happen, but this, this is what I would love to see. Yeah. Is like a prequel TV series or movie set like back in like the 30s or 40s where the secret cabal is trying to stop superman from being written yeah stop stop comic the comic industry and the comic industry is actually kind of like a spy industry <laughs> of trying to document history that i would like to see like that's not bad i'd give that a whirl i, I i'd watch the first episode of that on netflix <laughs> just just saying um Oh. Or Amazon, we're open to anyone. Yeah, anyone with a bucket of money, mm. you know. <laughs> but your Netflix. Well, that's the thing. This was distributed by Disney, so they're Disney streaming. Disney streaming. <laughs> I had a friend of mine say a thing that, uh, just on a minor tangent, a friend of mine said that he reckons within five to ten years, Amazon and Disney are going to kill Netflix. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And, but also, Netflix as an entity comprises of apparently 50% of all internet streaming. Netflix is such a, it's also such a brand of like, People, people know, know what Netflix. it is, yeah. And Amazon, although it does have good stuff on it, yeah. it has terrible UI. Yes, and um, you have to have Amazon Prime, yes. which, which is much more expensive. Mine just expired because they tricked me into getting a free trial, and I was like, no, cancel. And they were like, oh, you've lost access to that. I was like, no, I didn't okay. want this. And like, like I said to Sean, uh, the Disney streaming site, whenever that comes out, is going to be expensive. Yeah. Because mm. Disney never they value their stuff highly and they don't drop the price yeah just like disney dvds are still 10 pounds yeah. forever and always yeah, they will never crazy. go down in price yeah and so whatever this streaming site is going to cost is going to be a lot well lord of the rings is the big amazon hope the lord of the rings tv series which is apparently going to be the most expensive media thing ever because you know how jeff bezos is worth more than several countries they're yeah. just like, Jeff, can we have a loss of money? He's like, I suppose. And they're just putting everything they've got behind it, and it's 
It's and you know it's not about the quality of it. And again, I'm <clears> regurgitating <throat> my fruit. <laughs> oh me. no! No, it's fine. I said oh, the word regurgitating and then burped. That's oh, awful. God. Do you want me to edit that out, Shay? <laughs> <laughs> it's your podcast. Uh, I, you know I don't do edits. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's all uncut, unfilled. I wish I'd burped again. That would have been great. Um, um, I'm regurgitating my friend Adam's points, and he's just like, it's less about whether Lord of the Rings, the series, is particularly good. It's about having the most expensive show on TV. Because that's a draw. And they can just sort of say, you, come to Amazon, you can see the most ridiculous stuff ever. You know, you, Netflix, while they have a ton of money, their, Amazon, their animation project is going to be crazy. They put a ton of money into it, and I'm like, yeah. Anyway, sorry, uh, we were talking about a movie called Glass. Um, I feel like Glass. the fact that we wandered away... Our attention was split. Oh, that's good. I thought my focus was unbreakable, but alas, you've proven me wrong. Looks like I'm the lady in the water. <laughs> Did that make as much sense as lady in the water? Use your sixth sense, you'll figure it out. You'll <laughs> see the signs. Yes, ah, I got there first. Uh, <laughs> I think that's your first part of the I show. I know, sure. I'm so happy. <laughs> It's only taken, what, nearly two years? Um, <laughs> so, does anyone else have anything that more they want to say about Glass? I, I, this I, movie was poop. I didn't I, like it. Yeah, I didn't like it. It just, it just made me it, tired. Yeah. It's not a point, but I just found it hysterical just when um, where Joseph, Casey, and her... Mama Glass. Mama Glass yeah. all just turn up at the, at the asylum at all at the same time. Yeah, you know, yeah, they it's just all... the most convenient. Oh, Joseph's there. Now Casey's here, and here comes Mama Glass. Oh yeah, yeah, it's shot through the window. <laughs> yeah, I didn't recognize who Joseph was because I was like, well, there's Mr. Glass's mum. There's Casey. Who's that tall guy? I was like, I don't know who that is. Is that Daryl's dead? So why did they let Mr. Glass have? Okay, so here's the thing. They had pens in fucking um, Split Boy's room. Yeah. You know, with dangerous people with psychiatric conditions, you don't give them implements that they can turn into weapons, even if you have a flashy thing that makes them unable to move through the door. But the other thing is, it said it would stop automatically if he got to a certain distance and if his personalities were dangerous. Couldn't he just turn into, like, I know, Patricia, and shut his eyes and just run for it? That would be smart. Mm. Also, the whole uh, Jade has diabetes... And that's why she has insulin injections. But if you've got a device that can change his personality, yeah, just your diabetes Jade. doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, and then Jade goes away. Yeah, anytime mm. Jade is like, what was Daryl doing in that sequence? When <laughs> he, he just keeps hitting Darryl the flash. Yeah, like... Daryl the tall, stupid, stupid, stupid oh. orderly. Hey, I really want to show. You. I want. I, I want James McAvoy to have a real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, give him a sharp implement. Yeah. I would have been like, how did you get this syringe? I'm taking this away. Mm. You know, I don't care if you lose a foot, you're only in it for yeah. three days, it's fine. But equally, like, and he's he, instead of just leaving the room, he just keeps mashing the flashy button because we needed a scene where we had a lot of personalities in it. Mm. Yeah. I, 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 there are just so many decisions. But why? Mm. Why do this? I don't, know. I don't know why. Okay, so on that like slightly like dour note, um, I'm gonna move us into final thoughts. Um, Sean, 
Do you have final... Christ, we've been going for 50 minutes. Jesus. Mm. We took a lot. We did. Sean, mm. final thoughts on glass. I'm trying to figure out where this sits in, like, which I can now figure out is a trilogy of most hated or just terrible M. Night Shyamalan films that I've seen. Okay. Which are sort of unbreakable... The Happening and now Glass. Oh, The Happening! I love The Happening. The Happening is the terrible, but fucking hysterical. Yeah, The Happening loops right round into fucking oh. brilliant. Like, I think, and I think it's down to the presence of Marky Mark. You know. Oh, no, it's the wavy trees for me. Scary oh, well, they run away from the wind! <laughs> Oh I, my I god. Need, have you need to watch this film? Have you never seen The Happening? No, I've never seen oh The Happening. Oh my god. Oh! <laughs> My, there are so many good Marky Mark lines in this movie, but my favorite's got to be, nobody, nobody cares about what happened to all the bees. <laughs> it's it's inc- it's incredible. Hot dogs getting a bad rap, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> Plants can understand you when you talk. They've proved this with science. Oh my god! It's again, potentially decent concept. Terrible. Terrible execution. Oh. Stupid ex stupid execution. <laughs> and Zoe Deschanel. Oh Zoe Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel acting opposite Marky Mark. Ooh. With John Leguizamo. Ooh, interesting. Directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, should, should that be in the next film? <laughs> oh, it's on the docket. Like the, uh, the happening's going on the docket. Yeah, I haven't watched that go on the list. Last time I watched the happening, I was really fucking high. In a ten. Uh, no, that I was. I think I watched it on like I think it was on like film four late one night, and it's just like, yeah, why not? It's and so it's, bad. Yeah. But sorry, anyway, yeah, your final thoughts. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where it does fit into there because it's something of like I hate Unbreakable because it's boring. The happening is just terrible but hysterical, and I feel like it fits kind of somewhere in the middle. I do... I don't hate it as much as Unbreakable, but it's still just so terrible. It, it, for me, it's like, um, it, it, I, I found it very boring, though. That's yeah. the thing. I, I watched Unbreakable. And I watched Unbreakable when I was much younger. And I was like, this is fine. And, um, like, the ending's hilarious and stupid. Mm. Um, but it's, it's sort of, Unbreakable hangs together. This fundamentally doesn't really hang yeah. together for me. It's mm. like, I'm, I'm certainly stealing a final thought. But it's like, I, it, it, it just sort of, there are pieces that just don't quite interlock in a way that makes any sense you're just left with this sense of what were you what, what, what were you trying to do hmm. i don't get it yeah, it's something if i look back on this film like think of major beats you've got just like you know reintroduction of david dunn the fight between kevin and dunn yep. then everything in the asylum and then Final Showdown, really. Yeah, that's it, pretty just, much it. Yeah, Final Showdown and, and Twist. And Twist. Yeah. And Twist. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> and Twist. Yep, the M. Night Shyamalan patented. And Twist. <laughs> Shane, what are your final thoughts? Yeah, like I said, I think M. Night's an interesting filmmaker, but overall, I don't like his films. He's, he's, he's definitely interesting, and he's not... A bad filmmaker. He just makes bad films. Does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's like a fucking box quote right there. <laughs> he's, he's not a bad filmmaker. He just makes bad films. Yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> that's like some pa- 
Patton Oswalt bits right there. Here's a, like, like, here's a little known filmmaker called Albert Pion, who me and my brother love, and he makes bad films, but he, he is an excellent director. Like, you watch his films and go, oh, this is really interesting and kind of well made, but the films themselves are trash. <laughs> like, okay. he, most famously, he made the, the first Captain America film, you know. Oh, like, the one with Red Brown? Yeah, which I haven't seen. Oh, but, God. Oh, but that movie's weird and bad. <laughs> but I think Albert Pion is a... I, sorry, I don't know why I'm talking about Albert Pion. It's fine, like, come on. Twist. M. Night was Albert Pion. Ooh, <laughs> well, I, I know what you mean. Because, you know, my go-to, like, directors who, I, who, may, who miss like, me... People, people talk about Michael Bay in the same way. Like, he's an interesting filmmaker, but most of his films are kind of trash. Oh, I fucking hate Michael Bay. <laughs> Michael Bay, like, I've heard, I've read and watched videos of so many fucking think pieces about, like, the actual artistry behind Bayhem and, like, you know, the way that he does things. I don't think he makes movies that have anything in them that I like. That's the problem. Whereas, like, M. Night Shyamalan is, he does things in movies that on paper I should like. Like, you take Signs, man struggles with bereavement and loss of religious faith in the face of an alien invasion. Is a really fucking solid concept. I want to watch that film. Yeah! That sounds great. On paper, it's fucking, sounds really, really cool. Execution? Ah! You know, like, not quite. Nope, we fucked it up. It's a bit wonky. There's some good bits in there, but it doesn't work. You know, the uh, the Sixth Sense is a solid movie. I don't think it ever quite reaches the potential because, again, it was built so strongly around a twist mm. that it just doesn't quite have a strong enough structure to yeah. really like live up to it. Because it's like most people remember the you know the build up and yeah. reveal of the twist. You know, I can't really remember much of the ending. No, of the I Sixth Sense. Yeah, it's a thing like Sixth Sense. Like, I remember the twists and sort of the ending. I can't actually remember much of what else happens in the film. Exactly. So. I remember there's a weird bit in the attic or something. He goes up in like a dark stairway or something like that. Maybe. Is that and... not that... Wait, is that not the... No, am I thinking of that one where Angelina Jolie is the ghost? What? What film is that? It's another movie where it's like, oh, it's, it's actually quite, it's, again, it's a cool concept, but it actually works quite well. Is it actually, no, Nicole Kidman. Oh, The Others. Yeah. Yeah. I, the Others is actually like, yeah, The Others is really kind of legit. Yeah. Okay. They, Have you seen The Others? No, oh, we should not talk about what The Others is. Ooh, yeah. I feel like you gave away the twist. I mean, the, okay. <laughs> no, I remember watching that back at school. Yeah. Like, I watched that when I was like, yeah. older than you. I watched it like, you know, in uni, I think. Yeah. And it's like, the, the Others is like a really solid thing, because the, the premise is, it's like, family moves into house, weird shit keeps happening, they think it's ghost twist is they're actually the ghosts and you like and you then it does all this reframing stuff and you're like oh cool and it's like a solid concept and it works well but the, I, I can't think of a contemporary i have to shine around in terms of like a guy who makes concepts that i like but does them in a way that i'm like no you've missed it you know because live action adaptation of avatar the last airbender we're getting another one of those that's the thing that's happening. Yeah, it's a TV series. Um, I think it's Amazon who's doing it, I think. It's like, um, and the original creators are on board with it and stuff, okay. and they've been given, like, you know, they're being consultants on the show and everything, and they're going to make it ethnically correct, which is a good move. 
Um, and they're doing it as a series, which is a good move, rather than trying to do it as a movie, which was a dumb, stupid, dumb poop idea, M. Night, you stupid, stupid piss brain. Um, ah, oh, that movie's fucking horrible. Like, it's horrible to watch. I avoided that film because it just looks terrible. I've tried to watch it, like, four times, and I get, like, 15 minutes in, and I'm like, God, I hate everything that's happening. Like, uh, there's a fucking fight scene. Like, one of the things for, like, Avatar is, like, okay, it's magic kung fu. You want to get the magic kung fu looking good. Mm. And he can't fucking shoot a fight scene to save his life. Yeah, but like, the the fight scenes in this weren't that exciting either. They no. Weren't, they weren't, like, great fight it, scenes. He it did was some... literally, I ram you into a van, I punch you, done. But I think he did more in this movie to, like, actually sort of mask the crappy choreography and way that he was doing it by, like, alluding to the fight more. Like, having things happen off screen or have mm. people more reacting to stuff. Mm. And having a lot of the POV shots of Bruce Willis going, and then James McAvoy going, you know, like at the super close range. I'm like, that's actually, it's not a very interesting fight scene, but it sort of creates more of a sense of intensity. There's a, there's a fight scene in Avatar The Last Airbender when, like, it, the camera starts over here, it goes, uh, and then goes, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> it goes, Yeah, it's just it pans left and right, and it's the it's. It, I'm tempted to get it up on YouTube and show you after we go off it because it's one of the worst fight scenes I've ever seen in my fucking life. Just horrible, just horrible, horrible movie. Um, so I'll stop. I I interrupted your final thoughts, didn't I? Uh, you know, I was saying, yeah, I was saying he's interesting. He he he's not a bad filmmaker. He just makes bad films. Yes. And also, I want to say we've done a lot of like. Cinemarsin-esque criticism. Yeah. And I want to say that's not because... The movie's bad as well. Like, yeah. I've, I hope we mm. discuss the points of like being bad. And the reason we're doing this is because we want to have fun. Yeah. We, wanna, we just, we just want to dunk in the movie. Cause yeah. And also, fuck CinemaSins. Yeah. That, yeah. that channel's Thanks. worthless. Don't, like that. don't watch I don't, that show. I don't, don't want to do criticism. Like yeah, we don't want to do the criticism of nitpick and pointless negativity. A bit, but... A bit, but like, it's... I mean... <laughs> None of it works as a cohesive whole, I think, is, yes. the, is the mm-hmm. thing we're trying to communicate. Um, and for my final thought... Ah, oh, shit, I, said, I went off on a fucking tangent, didn't I? It was a good tangent. Yeah. It, it, this kind of just makes me want to watch, like, like a weird, lesser-known Wachowski movie. Because there's a director that I don't know, a set of directors that I don't always get on with, but at least they're always interesting. Are you seeding for Speed Racers? That was uh, maybe. Speed Racers, uh, you know, maybe. Um, it is back on the docket, you know. Well, Jupiter Ascending's been on the docket. Oh, I want to watch long. Jupiter Ascending like, again. Like, since the third episode right. of this podcast. Well, what's that film that's like, like, uh, Glass that we just watched? What's that film that's like that? <laughs> but nothing like that. Speed Racers. <laughs> <laughs>